Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Mandy, and as always, I hope you are enjoying the season, the season of uh, the podcast. So starting today, Canada Day, July 1st, we have some exciting news. The podcast is proudly sponsored by El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Um, they are, they're a great hot sauce company. And speaking as someone who was never really a big fan of hot sauce in general, um, I tried their Chipotle version and it's amazing. I love it on mac and cheese. It's better than ketchup. So you mix it in, you know, to craft dinner in Canada as it were, or in mac and cheese, homemade mac and cheese. It's really good. And it has this great smoky flavor, but it's not hot. And I don't really have... I guess the tongue for hot sauces, but the chipotle is amazing. Um, I also love it in mashed potatoes. So there's my uh, my shout out for chipotle. Um, if you're looking to get into hot sauces and looking for one, you know, to break into, um, I would choose chipotle. It's It's got a different smokier flavor and it's not as hot as other hot sauces. So be sure to check out El Yucateco on their website. Um, shop El Yucateco. There's lots of places you can get it. Look in your local grocery store. And I definitely, definitely recommend them. So check them out. Also, we are, as always, part of the Podbelly Podcast Network. So check out other great podcasts over there at podbelly.com. Shows such as Robots for Eyes, My Age Podcast, and We're Not Sure Yet. Um, many other ones, any kind of podcast you could want to listen to and any sort of topic. And that's all your podcasting needs. So check those out as well. So on with the show. Today's episode is on Ontario Lake Monsters. Um, I'm kind of getting into more cryptids lately and I was looking for some in the area that I'm from. There's not really very many around here. But there are several in Ontario and I figured, you know what, Ontario kind of counts as uh, what I'm working on this season. So why not talk about a few on Ontario? So I've got three Ontario Lake Monsters for you this episode. Um, first, I want to say before I get into this that I am a true cryptid believer. I believe in all all sort of cryptids out there. Um, I think it's fascinating and I think we don't know everything that's out in nature. So I kind of like believing in, in Nessie and Bigfoot and Chupacabra and Mothman and just about, about everyone. And especially Nessie. I've kind of always believed in Nessie. So looking into more lake monsters, it uh, worked out pretty good. <laughs> so the first one that we're going to talk about is called the ugly one. In early, early May 2010, Two nurses were walking their dogs along the shores of Big Trout Lake, which is in northern Ontario, which is not too far away from me. So, you know, it's pretty close. Um, and they found the corpse of an unknown animal. And the internet decided to dub it the new Montauk Monster. So if you ever looked into the Montauk Monster or heard about it, it was this weird corpse that washed up on a beach in Montauk, New York in 20... Or, sorry, 2008. And... It was very strange. Um, people thought it was like a raccoon that had lost its hair or weren't really sure what it was. And this one that washed up on the shores of Big Trout Lake looked very, very similar to it. Um, it had the same sort of markings and features. Basically, it looked like it, it was bald 
on its face, but then it had hair on the rest of its body and had long, long teeth, sort of. Um, but the the thing with this one is there's legends that the local First Nations people, um, they had, they said the lake was home to everything from mermaids to a giant serpent, and they had a story of one called the Ugly One. Um, their ancestors used to call it the Ugly One. It was rarely seen, but when it was seen, it was a bad omen that something bad was going to happen. Um, the creature that was found was dragged from the water by their dog. It had a long, long hairy body with bald patches on its head, feet, and tail. And they said that its tail looked like a rat's tail, but it was about a foot long. The nurses, who had no idea what this was, took a bunch of photos of it and sort of got out of the area. Um, and the photos started making the rounds on the internet, <laughs> as usual. Um, people did speculate that it could be anything from a raccoon to a possum, an otter, or maybe it actually was the legendary ugly one. But zoologists tend to think that it was likely a mink. And because it had been in the water so long, you know, the hair may have rubbed off its, off its head, off its face, and that just kind of accounted for the look of it. Um, you can look it up, look it up online for the pictures of it. There will also be a picture in the show art as well for it. But yeah, um, weird, weird stuff washes up on lakes and, you know, who knows where. Um, the thing that I found strange about this one is they didn't call anyone. So in Ontario, we have the MNR, which is the Ministry of Natural Resources. And they're sort of like the provincial governing body of anything that's environmental. So if you have anything that's part of lakes and rivers and forest and anything like that, it's it's their jurisdiction. So usually they're who you would call to come out to look at something like this. And there never really was a case of them being called or anyone coming out to look at it or, you know, any actual zoologist coming out to, to take samples to look at it in person. So I did find that a little bit strange, you know, that they sort of, their dogs dragged this body out of the water and they just took pictures and left. I think that if I found some weird, you know, rotting corpse that looked like really strange and I wasn't sure what it was, I would probably call some kind of governing body to come take a look. But that, that's just me. <laughs> so the ugly one. Is it an actual mythological creature? Or was it just uh, a washed up body of a mink <laughs> that had died and lost its fur in the lake? So moving on from there, we co we come along the Lake Ontario monster. So this one apparently sounds like it's right out of a Godzilla movie. The Seneca Indians of Lake Ontario had a legend of an enormous creature. Now I'm probably going to butcher this name and it's kind of hard so please bear with me. But I'm going to say it's the Gasyandithia or the Gasyanditha that lit. <clears throat> and this was said to have lived in the lake. It is shaped like a giant serpent with massive teeth and apparently could also fly and spit fire because, you know, that's what happens. <laughs> and they said that his favorite meal was people. So it does sound a lot like from a Godzilla movie. The Seneca people weren't the only ones to see this monster. In 1829, on August 14th, in the Kingston Gazette and Religious Advocate paper, European immigrants claimed to have seen a hideous water snake or serpent of prodigious dimensions near what is now known as St. Catharines, which is close to Niagara Falls. The newspaper went on to claim that there can be no doubt of the existence of such monsters in our inland seas. So, with our lakes, the Great Lakes, 
and other lakes in Ontario and the area, they are basically like inland seas. Um, Lake Superior itself acts like an ocean and the way that the currents and the tides are and you know I plan on possibly doing a topic on it how November is just a terrible month for shipwrecks and it it's basically acts like an ocean so you know calling them inland seas really isn't that far off and that was the only time that the monster was had been seen in the area on July 1st Canada Day in 1833 the captain of the schooner Polythermoset said he saw a 53 meter blue serpent in the lake and in 1842 boys playing near Gull Beach claimed to have seen something similar although this one was brown and somewhat shorter at about 12 meters in length. Other reports came from 1872 to the 1930s but seemed to have tapered off over the decades. So was this one big monster that lived in the lake? Was it several smaller monsters? Was it breeding? Was that why there was a difference in sizes in them? You know, there one was 53 meters, you know, one was 12 meters, one was blue, one was brown, several different colors. Could it be, you know, there's several different ones and maybe they were a colony, they were bigger at one point, and due to lack of food sources or something, they decided, well, they didn't decide, but, but they started dying off and that's why reports have been less and less is that a possibility ontario like i said has crazy big lakes especially the great lakes and lake ontario is one of the great lakes so who knows what's living in in these lakes (laughs) like i said i'm a firm believer of of lake monsters of lake monsters in general and why why not why couldn't there be things in our our inland lakes most of them eventually connect to the ocean so Things could find their way in and just decide to make a a home there if there's a food source, right? So the last one we're going to get to is called I Go Pogo. And in BC, there's a famous lake monster called Ogopogo. And I guess because this one is pretty similar, they decided to name it I Go Pogo. (laughs) Um, Legend has it that a monster lives in the waters of Lake Simcoe in southern Ontario, which is about 64 kilometers north of Toronto. The lake is the fourth largest that rests entirely in Toronto and has 240 kilometers of shoreline and it's perfect size for a creature to hide in. <laughs> Iagopogo was named after, of course, the more famous lake monster Ogopogo in BC and only a handful of sightings have ever been put on record for seeing this lake monster, whatever it is. Sightings have become so rare that until 1991, the people who lived in the lake thought Igopogo had died. It is described as looking like a seal, but one that is 18 meters in long. Its face is like a dog with bulging eyes. The body has multiple dorsal fins and a tail of a fish. So you can see that it's quite different than other lake monsters, um, with the other one in Lake Ontario being described as more of a serpent, a giant you know water serpent this one is more of a seal type type fish um or i guess mammal monster i guess who knows if these are fish or or mammals i mean the serpent one's probably a fish i imagine that this one would probably be a fish or a lizard reptile of some kind and in the area the the first nations tribes described igopogo 
as known to be invisible but noisy and it's also considered a god is known as Kempenfelt Kelly, named after the deep bay in the lake, and also Beaverton Bessie by the city of Beaverton. So depending on where you are on the lake, people have different names for it. Some of the more famous sightings in the Lake Simcoe area occurred between 1952 and 1963. A study of the lake resulted in a sonar sounding of a large animal in 1983. A monster hunter captured what he claimed was video footage of Igopogo in 1991. And in 2005, Discovery Canada's program Daily Planet attempted to flush out the monster using a boat with an underwater camera and sonar, although the crew did not find anything out of the ordinary. So, who knows what it was. Um, Again, if there's been sightings and the sightings are starting to drop off, maybe maybe it's a, a colony that that was dying out. Um, maybe that's kind of why there's less and less sightings. Maybe their food supply, you know, was starting to dwindle and they just weren't breeding anymore. And that's why there's less and less sightings of them. Um, I firmly believe that that's what, what Nessie is. It's not just one creature, that it was a colony of them and that there's tunnels to the ocean and they just come into Loch Ness for whatever reason. Maybe it's feeding, maybe it's just to swim and hang out or something or breed maybe it's their breeding ground who knows but we're not talking about about Nessie this episode so those are my stories on Ontario lake monsters um I've never seen a lake monster myself but I do live right on Lake Superior so on Thunder Bay we are right on the lake um our marina and harbor is on Lake Superior um so there is a lot of you know, action on Lake Superior and a lot of camping and fishing and boat rides and everything that people in the area have out there as well. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, because it's a bigger, colder lake that maybe there's not really that many seen in Lake Superior or maybe it's just that they're not reported. Um, the waves are pretty intense in Lake Superior, like I said in November is when they talk about the three sisters three sisters, and it's a series of waves that come and that is basically what destroys ships and there's been so many sh- shipwrecks in that lake and maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe the shipwrecks are actually caused by lake monsters. Who knows? <laughs> um, I couldn't really find any evidence of uh, Lake Superior lake monsters but there could be and that might be something to do some research in. Um, I'd, I'd like to see more people do more research into the lakes and do more sonar checking um, especially with all these other reports of giant lake monsters because who knows maybe they would find something I mean you could get a boat and go on expedition from you know one lake down to the next and there may be something in there you never know so that is my episode on lake monsters Um, sorry it's a little bit short like I said I'm just trying to get caught up Um, lots of stuff going on and you know summer's kind of hard and we're all going through crazy COVID stuff and dealing with that So trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, But I hope you enjoyed this episode on lake monsters. And, you know, if you want to hear me do any more cryptid episodes or have some favorite cryptid or something for an upcoming episode or season, be sure to reach out and contact me. I always appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast apps. Just look for the podcast and as well, the Podbelly Network. Check them out at podbelly.com on the internet for all your 
podcast needs and wants. And you can find my shop at shop.littlegeekloss.com with all my fun t-shirts as well as everything else, you know, for me at littlegeekloss.com on the internet. Check